Hello and a massive welcome to Holtcast episode 127. Today I'm joined by Danny Riser. Once again, I'm James Russian. How are you doing? All right, mate. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed FA Cup weekend despite despite Villa uh, doing their best to ruin it. It's been uh, it's been quite fun, hasn't it? Yeah, bit of a backwards intro there from me, um, introducing you first before me. But it was a bit of a backwards weekend, weren't it? Um, we didn't get off to the best of starts. Uh, to the week, and there's been a few rumours you know, circulating about transfer rumours with some key players potentially leaving. Um, we'll get onto those later. But um, the FA Cup, we uh, had a good goal. Keenan Davis took the lead, and uh, it was all downhill from there. And Villa didn't do the off the ball work as they should have done, according to Steve Bruce. And uh, they suffered um, 3 1 in the end uh, to Peterborough at home mm-hmm. to Villa Park, FA Cup third round. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, what I saw was, uh, unfortunately, I've seen this happen. You know, season. Uh, you know, plenty of seasons before. Um, it's been happening for years. For some reason or another. I mean, I mean, I, I, all teams are guilty of it. Sometimes this isn't a, something which is exclusive to Aston Villa. You know, uh, a lot of teams turn up in the FA Cup and then just decide that they're going to play in this certain, uh, in this sort of way because they don't see it so serious. Which is, you know, okay, fair enough. Um, but what I saw was our players running out there, scoring one goal, and then deciding the job was done. These are players on thousands of pounds a week, um, and I, I hate to hark back to it, but players on thousands of pounds a week who turned up today, um, or turned up yesterday, sorry, and decided that after scoring they were going to skive, basically. Didn't put in the work, didn't put in the effort that uh, you know the, the numerous Villa fans came to see, and essentially let Peterborough walk all over them when we were more than capable of controlling that game um, and, and seeing it through. Yeah, good to see Keenan Davis, you know, scoring goals. It's always good to see people coming through the academy and the youth ranks, especially scoring goals to add to their tallies and get a bit of confidence. But it looks like Villa's contingent. It was a, it was a second or third team, if you will. Um, there wasn't many, you know, day to day starters. You know, I think Josh Onama and um, Connor Hurham were the main two, especially with Davis. Um, starting the match, but it was a uh, new Franks reserve players. Uh, Richie did that, and James Bree. James Bree, I believe, was at centre back as well, um, which seems a bit of a, a a poor fit. John Terry did return, of course, from his metatarsal injury. So good to see there. So there are some positives. It's not like we can't take any positives. Um, from what I've heard, Callum O'Hare played especially well. Always looking to be part of an attacking move as he went forward. Um, the big problem is the result. Of course, it is embarrassing, regardless of the competition, regardless of what what what. Regardless of the context, you know, if that was a friendly, I'd be embarrassed. Three um, one against Peter uh, shouldn't be happening. I, you know, a loss is a loss. A lot losses do happen in the FA Cup. We only need to look at today's results as of recording to see that losses do happen in the FA Cup. Um, but they happen in disastrous style when the team doesn't turn up, and we've seen that today as well. Um, Arsenal, you know, played off the park on the counter by Nottingham Forest. They got battered. Um, decisions did go against them, but they got played off the park. And uh, Newport County really gave it to Leeds earlier. And that was, you know, that's good to see. It's always good for a neutral to see. And Peterborough did the same to Villa. You know, the big team doesn't turn up and they try and cakewalk the match. It's, it's uh, <clears throat> regardless of the competition, um, I don't think it's acceptable. I think you have to play to win. You have to play to your strengths. You have to play for 90 minutes as well. Villa turned off in the last 10 and they got, you know, they were they were doing well. Jed Steer played well to stop them, you know, Peterborough hammering them. He did. Shouldn't have had to play well. Shouldn't have had to play well, though, should he? That, that, that's that's the issue. Yeah, and um, what I'm trying to say is, you know, these cup ties do get to, you know, you, you have any time you go into an FA Cup tie as a bigger bigger team. Uh, no offense, you know, no disrespect, disrespect to Peterborough at all, um, but they are Peterborough. 
um, they've come here in the FA Cup tie and they've turned Villa over. Any time a team comes to a bigger stadium against a bigger club in an FA Cup tie, there's always a chance that they get turned over because it's only 90 minutes plus injury time of football. Villa turned off. Um, they were they were being hammered the whole game. To be fair, from that's why Jed Steer put in such a good performance. He shouldn't have had to, as you rightly say, though. But the second they turned off, Peter started scoring the goals. That man, Jack Marriott, we mentioned last week as a threat. Back two. Uh, he looked the danger yeah. of the match and uh, embarrassment, I feel. No, they should have known about Jack Marriott as well. Uh, what, what was weird to me was the fact that James Pree was playing centre-back. I mean, fair enough, you've got John Terry who's been out for ages. Right, put a decent centre-back in with him. Put a decent defender in there with him and it'll be enough to stop Jack Marriott. And Jack Marriott obviously is a, is a big threat. We, we saw that and he'll keep on banging in goals. He, I, I can see him moving to a championship team in, in, in January. You know, if not, it'll be in the summer. Um, but... What, why are you putting somebody who's who's played as a wing back generally uh, at centre back when you've got Richie Delate, who's a very very valid centre back option playing at full back? That 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 for me was confusing. Uh, but okay, Steve Bruce is the manager; he knows what he's he knows what he's doing supposedly. Uh, and then we're, we're we're left with the midfield over there as well, which is obviously Onomur and Hurahan, where whereby we haven't got a holding midfielder who knows how to control the midfield. So, I mean, that that to me tells me that the intention was that we were going to hold the ball and keep moving forward because there wouldn't be any need for us to have a defensive midfielder. But clearly the work wasn't done on the pitch and, and I think that's just worrying because we're not some sort of huge team. And you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm fair, I'm just going to say it, right? We're, we're a championship club as it is, right? We're not some sort of huge team like Arsenal or a Tottenham Hotspur or, or whoever, right, to turn up and decide that the FA Cup isn't for us and that it's not worth uh, putting in a performance um, and basically letting you know another team walk all over us. It's not like that, is it? We're a championship club who are very much sort of... We, we haven't had a lot of success. We haven't had a lot of joy over the last couple of years. Why not give something to the fans? Why not put in a performance when, when people have bothered to turn up against the... You know, let's be honest, a very unattractive side. Uh, it's just, it just, it just wasn't, it just didn't sit right with me that the, 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 the players basically let a weaker team walk all over him, and it's just, um, it's just not something I ever want to see again. From, uh, I think, you know, especially coming off the back of a five-nil victory, you know, you'd have thought that we'd be coming into this with some momentum and trying to carry it forward, but they've just, you know, they've undone all that work, undone all that momentum, um, and tactically. I don't know what went wrong. Um, I think the case—I uh, mean, the, the case that we saw was it, it was the players not turning up and just deciding not to not to put a shift in. I don't think it was there was anything wrong. Um, I don't think it was much wrong tactically. No, um, as Steve Bruce mentioned in his presser, um, Villa didn't do their off the ball work, which is something that he says they've prided themselves in, and I can see that straight away. You know. Peterborough's last goal in injury time. The last man back was Jack Grealish. The only man defending against the Jack Marriott surgeon was Jack Grealish. You know, he's the, the Villa's 10. He's a, the man in the hole, the centre attacking midfield. The one man who probably doesn't have the responsibility of actually tracking back is the only man tracking back. Um, if that's carried on off the ball from when Peterborough started opening their scoring on 75 minutes, this was a late breakaway. This all happened in the space of, you know, 25, you know, 15, 20 minutes. 
And when Peterborough scored all their goals, that's you know a mad surge. That's a mad spree of goals. Three goals in twenty minutes, madness. But um, aside from that, if Villa switch off and they don't press every ball and they don't know when to back off or stay in position or roam from position, as it were, then they aren't doing that off the ball work and. You know, that's when teams that have maybe favour a direct counter-attacking approach thrive when, you know, you're running with your back to goal, try not to stumble over yourself. That's where Villa get done. Um, admittedly, they do concede a set-piece. I don't judge teams too harshly when they concede set-pieces unless, you know, it was something like the Leeds match where, they, you know, those players unmarked. Um, Villa seemed well at set-pieces. You just get beat man-to-man there and you have to hold your hands up and say, well, you know, we can see the set piece. There's nothing much more we could have done. It was a you know a one man on one man. Sometimes you know your man loses, um, and I think a lot of it comes down to you know massive changes as well. Daniel, you know it it was a, an entirely new side, but and you know players were playing out of position. Um, there was only a few starters in that team, and um, Josh Anamur as well. A very inconsistent performer on his day. He's very hard to beat, but I feel like we're seeing more three out of ten and four out of ten performances from him. Yeah, which is what you don't want to be seeing from a loan player, isn't it? If you sign a player on loan, you 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 want him to be doing the business, and because they've come in from a higher division, um, and you know, he's, he's, he, when 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 a player plays like that, you might as well play one of your own. But yeah, this is it. I don't understand the need for all of those changes. Yeah, I, I get that you want to give the youngsters a run out. That's fine. That's fair enough. But it's not like there was a lot of youngsters in that team. Um, and I also get that you want to be playing John Terry. Like that's another thing that that I do get. But, I mean, yeah, consider, this is not a flipping friendly match. It's an FA Cup fixture. You can't just be bringing everybody back from injury to play. Delate, Terry, Bree, Green, none of them have had a full 90 minutes for a very long time. What, what makes you so sure that... You can throw them all in against a side who are in very, very good form in their in their own division, um, and expect them to, you know, put in a shift for the for the for the full ninety minutes. I mean that that that's one thing which annoys me. So okay, you've got the case of that. You know, you might have even said let's play Tommy Elphick with with, with John John Terry. That might have that might have done something. But uh, all of those changes, it's just a bit. I, that, that's an issue within itself. You know, never mind the fact that they didn't turn up. You know, the 11 players that you sent out in the first place are always going to struggle. Um, so there's that. But then on top of that, yeah, it was only Callum O'Hare, really, who's a youngster, when you think about it. OK, you got Andre Green, who hasn't got much experience as well. But other than that, you know, it's, it, all of these players should be capable of putting in a shift against the league on side. I don't think it's a case for meltdown. Like, there are people reacting very badly about this on Twitter. Very badly about what? About the, us being knocked out. The result, yeah, yeah, because it's because it's embarrassing. I, I I totally understand. I totally understand where people are coming from when they say that you know we didn't need the cup anyway, right? But do you know what, James? Uh, let me tell you something, right? A large part of Aston Villa's history comes from the fact, and people pride themselves on it, right? Our own fans turn around and say to Birmingham City fans and West Bromwich Albion fans, oh, but how many league titles have you won? How many European Cups have you won? And what's the other thing they say? How many FA Cups have we won? Right? This is something that our own fans pride ourselves on. And if we were good enough, I mean, if the FA Cup was good enough for us to win all those years ago when we were being successful, I'm sorry, but we... We deserve, as a championship club, at the very least, a little bit of a performance within these cups, you know, without having to be expected to be dumped out. 
because it's been a large part of our history and the FA Cup is not something we can just shun. And the other thing is, it's not like we've had a game for a full week, right? We've had a full week's rest, essentially. We've got another full week of fixtures. Um, sorry, we've got another full week's rest coming after this. You know, it's, it's, it really isn't something that, that, that we should be worried about. Do you think it's a, a very much a, uh, a Bruce out type of result? Um, there were a lot of people, you know, replying to uh, a Sun 7500 to hold reporting on the match um, that Steve Bruce got to go. He's got to, you know, be sacked or resigned after that. No, because or because it does come straight after a five nil victory, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's that is the thing. Um, I can, am I happy with his performance? No, not at all. Am I happy with the manner in which we've been dumped out the the cup yet again? No. Do I think it's cool? You know, it's it's a call for Bruce to go. I don't think so. Um, I, I, Steve, okay, Steve Bruce first of all shouldn't have put that lineup out. I, I you know, hands up, I'll say that right. But why on earth, right? And, I, and, I'll, and I'll say this to everybody who, who on Twitter has been begging for all the youngsters to be playing, right? Um, wh- why on earth do we then, you know, jump to defend uh, the performances of, 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 of some of the players who've, who've gone out there, right? Callum O'Hare and Keenan Davis, yeah, they're young players, totally get it, Keenan Davis scored. But uh, if we're playing against the League One side in the Cup, right, do you not select a slight strike force, which you do expect to score at least two goals? No, maybe. I think... Um... I think you need the right, the right, the right blend is what you need, and I don't think Villa had that. I think um, some of the performances are to be admired. Like I said, from what I've heard and what I've seen, Callum O'Hare was involved in most of Villa's attacking moves, and if it, it wasn't him being played on, it was him, you know, creating them, and I think that's to be applauded. Keenan Davis, especially, and um, one of Villa's young players, um, his goal come from him tackling someone in the box. You know, he made that chance himself. You know, full round of applause for that. And the problem is that Steve Bruce then went on to say. We need, probably needed to make six or seven substitutions. That's a worry when you need to change seven or six of the players you've put on the pitch. That, that points to me that's a bad squad decision, you know, selection choice. Don't think John Terry should have started. I think that's rash. Well, yeah. Good to see him back. Rash decision. Well, yeah, especially because he had to carry that defence. If you're going to start John Terry, who's been out for so long, do you not put him in there with a centre-back who's been doing the business? Oh, my gosh. Well, James Bree? James Bree, he's a great, he's a good player. I highly rate James Bree. Not a centre back, not a centre back. You know, and John Terry, if he's gonna get, if he's gonna go out there, you can't just expect him to carry the whole team. And it's not his fault, is it, that, that Peterborough managed to score three against us? That midfield as well was absolutely woeful. Um, I, 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 I think Conor Hurahan and Josh Arnhem are good central midfielders, right? But this tells, this just shows you how important the likes of, um, the the, the likes of uh, Glenn Whelan and uh, and and Jelinek are. And on top of that, you know, we did go with three in midfield afterwards, and it didn't make a decision anyway. I mean, it didn't make a difference anyway, did it? When Henry Lansbury came on, uh, what I'm what I'm trying to say is over here is, as as much as I can say that this was this was poor selection from Steve Bruce, right? Say what you like. The players didn't put in a shift, and at the end of the day, it's very, very difficult to analyse that when, uh, when, when, when you know our, our players have literally gone into that, um, gone into that game, scored a goal, and shut off because all they needed to do was pass the ball around a little bit, didn't they? All they needed to do was keep possession, uh, or at least you know try and put some more pressure on Peterborough. Two goals and the game's done, and it's an attitude problem. That's that's what it is, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, Villa in the league do look almost a complete side in the fact that they are switched on. You know, we had the performances under Di Matteo when we went gung-ho, a very, you know, beautiful attacking football, beautiful style of football. Um, but then, we're you know, typically fitness levels drop off. Um, 75 minutes onwards, we'd concede a goal. And oftentimes it was 88, 87, 95 minutes. And we concede a goal... Um, and now we see that the other side of that where it isn't fitness causing that. It's the mentality. And if you aren't pressing for you know the football, if you aren't pressing positions, then you are gonna switch off. And then I don't think you have a place at this club. You know, even if it is an F, you know, a quote unquote cup of tie. You know, it's, it's still embarrassing that Villa have been knocked out in that style. You've got to press. You know, yeah, that is it is the basis of, of, of how we how we've actually won the games that we've won this season. It's because you know Ke- when Keenan Davis plays, for example, and, and, and we win when Keenan uh, when we do win when Keenan Davis plays, right? It's because he's been pressing that that back line, right? We didn't see enough of that. The midfield basically allowed Peterborough to have the ball, right? If you're playing up against any side whatsoever. And you just decide to lay off and you give them space. I don't care who they are. They will find a way to create opportunities. And you have to be switched on for a full 90 minutes. You have to be, right? And that that is the basis of you playing for 90 minutes. You cannot expect to walk onto that pitch and not put on a shift. And unfortunately, that's what they expected against a, against a, a, a lower league side like Peterborough United. And unfortunately, right... Like I say, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's always going to be difficult, especially in the FA Cup, especially in the FA Cup where they are going to be fully up for it. I don't understand why Aston Villa have this problem, mate, because um, we've been knocked out plenty of times in, uh, in, you know, in the last 10 years. I think we've been knocked out due to woeful performances in the first round you know, a number of times. You know, Luton especially comes to mind. That, that mirrored the Luton match when we did rotate the squad quite heavily. And they did expect it to be a bit easier than it was. And it wasn't, you know, reality hit them. And it wasn't as easy as it turned out to be. And they got beat. And I think that set the tone for Dimitar's role. Um, fingers crossed it doesn't set the uh, tone for the rest of Steve Bruce's reign here. Because um, if it does, then, um, you know, I, I've got no reason to be happy at all. I, I'm not, you know, I think there are, there's no positives to be knocked out of the cup, you know. But... At least Villa don't have the chance to be beaten anymore in the cup. You know what I mean? That's the one thing for me is if Villa were coming in a, a hot streak of form, they went to Manchester United and got tonked six nil. You know, in, just you know, you know, at a crucial time, I think that'd be devastating. How's that any worse than us getting tonked three one by Peterborough United? It like, isn't actually, is it? Not at all. Think about it. Think about it. Right. We put in such a shift against Bristol City, 5-0. This is fantastic, right? We are now flying high, right? Let's keep up that momentum, keep on playing that way, and we can steamroll the championship. That's the mentality we were in. Go up against Peterborough United. Do they go out and put in that same sort of performance? No. They sit back, they let it. They, they, they let the, the game get to their head, the result goes through their head, and it's now we're now carrying that momentum in with us. We, we haven't got that 5-0 momentum anymore. We've got that momentum of getting beat by a League One side. I'm sorry, it is only Peterborough United. And now we're going up against Nottingham Forest to, guess what, made themselves some momentum by beating Arsenal 4-2. That's, that, this is how I look at the whole concentrate on the league situation. Con- we'll concentrate on the league now. But we've got poor momentum going into the next to the next few games. Um, and you know what? Knowing uh, knowing Aston Villa, knowing our side, we're we're not going to play like we did against Bristol City. We're going to play like we did against Peterborough United because, unfortunately, that's just how we t- how we tend to respond to defeats. 
we like to go on long, long bad runs of form. So you know, we'll, let, let's see what happens against Nottingham Forest now. But you know, I I, I don't see how it'll end up helping us concentrate on the league. It's just, it's not going to help us concentrate on the league. No way. I completely understand. You know the thoughts and feelings of you know both sides of this argument. You know, as you said to me before, one side is wrong. I, I completely get that. And what I don't like to see is people being nasty. So if people have been nasty to other Villa fans on Twitter because they don't rate the FA Cup, then that's their prerogative. You know, if you, if you don't rate the FA Cup, I've got nothing against you. I think Villa certainly themselves and individuals in the team should rate the FA Cup. But I don't think our feelings or how we feel about the FA Cup as a competition has anything to do with anything. Um, you know, if people being nasty to each other on Twitter, I, I think that needs to stop. I think we need just need is to... Is there some nastiness going on? There's quite a bit, you know. Um, you're not a real fan if um, you aren't unhappy with that. And I think, you know, regardless, I, you know, if you don't... If you have to force yourself to feel unhappy about being knocked out of the FA Cup, then that's, you know, that's your thing, isn't it? But... Um, you're allowed to have your opinion, is what I'm saying. You're, but I think you're right. You know, you know, I might say I think someone's wrong. I don't think that opinion is right. But I think you're allowed to have, especially about football. You know, it's not. You know, it's not life or death. I think you're allowed to not like the FA Cup. I think you're allowed to think that concentrating on the league's a good thing because you're not. You, you know, your emotions and your opinions don't reflect on the football team in any way. You can't affect the football team. You know, the only opinions that truly matter is Bruce's and the teams. Do you know what? If there was such thing as propaganda in football, right? It's that the FA Cup doesn't matter. Right. Honestly, right. This is just what I'm saying. I do. I do get yeah. the argument. I do get the argument. But the only but t- 10, 20 years ago, people weren't saying that the FA Cup doesn't matter. Right. The whole FA Cup doesn't matter thing has been invented by the top four sides, sides like Manchester United, sides like Liverpool, who traditionally have been playing in the Champions League and get analysed for every small thing that they get wrong. Right. And it's also made by managers like Jose Mourinho and um, Alan Pardew, for example, over the last couple of weeks. Right. Who like to go out there and complain that the fixture list is, is, is too bad on their players. And it's a good way of deflecting any sort of criticism out there for poor performances. Right. The whole cup doesn't matter thing is a thing that has been invented by managers to, 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 to basically justify um, their team not playing well. That's how I see it personally, right? Because obviously we want to make it out of the championship and we want to get into the Premier League. That's totally fine, right? But out of six teams who don't make promotion play or um, who don't make the automatic promotion places or don't make the playoff places, right? You've got another eighteen teams over there, and what is the use of their season, right? If they don't at least have a go at the cup. We should not be shunning it. It's a historic competition and it's a huge part of our history. That's just how I see it. Yeah, I don't think you should have thought of it as a, you know, a friendly match. I think that's a big problem. Yeah, yeah definitely. Is that you thought of it as an ex- exhibition match? And uh, regardless, Villa 3-1 against Peterborough. Um, momentum may have been dented as we head to Nottingham Forest next week, mate. Um, they've, they've got all the wind in their cells. They've just uh, played Arsenal. Not off the pitch, but the results certainly reflects that, and uh, I'm, I'm not too uh, I'm not too keen about verse in uh, Ben Brereton and uh, seems to be in the form of his young life. Yeah, and Eric Lehigh as well. Wouldn't he love to score another goal today? I mean, against Villa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To his two today um, on the weekend against Villa, and we've got a problem. Um, Nottingham Forest a bit middling in the league, mate. Um, not really impressive, and they sacked Warburton. Uh, a week or so ago. Um, I think that's the right move for him to make. I do rate Mark Warburton. 
But I don't think they were getting the results they hoped under him. I think that's would enough uh, to make that decision. But yeah, Saturday the 13th, 5.30 at UK time. It's on Sky as well, on Sky Sports TV. So it will be a live for us all to mm. watch if we have Sky. But um, yeah, in front of the cameras, I, I want us to I want us to put on a display, but it's an away game. It's at Forest. They've got the momentum, especially with that cup win. Uh, proves all your points, really, doesn't it? About how good a cup win could do. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, man, um, Nottingham Forest, where I lay in the table, they are 14th with 32 points. Um, mm. Quite off the mark, really. They're quite way off uh, being a danger in the league. But, you know, we don't want to lose this They've match. not done well. Um, but uh, traditionally, Villa don't tend to do well against... Well, they don't tend to do well in, in games which tend to have a bit of a media circus around them. We know what's going to be built up here. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, this is going to be built as two former European Cup winners playing against each other uh, in the Championship. They do it every single time uh, Villa and Nottingham Forest play. Um it's a little bit of a uh, footballing hard-on for traditional fans, um, especially those who have been, been around for a long time. Um, and I think this is going to be a tough one as well because there's Daryl Murphy, obviously, starting for him, who is exactly the kind of striker who I expect to score against us. You've got Barry Mackay in good form this season. Kieran Dowell, you know, the youngster there who's been an absolute revelation there this season as well. Uh, you, know, you expect him to do well against us too. Uh and they have got a good team, um, in, in, in all fairness. It is a team with a lot of potential and it is the kind of team who you do expect to turn up against Aston Villa. I have the same sort of feeling with Nottingham Forest that I do with, um, with, with, than I did with Brentford when they came up. I am hoping that we carry the league form in and I'm hoping that the players who played in the game against, uh, in the game against Bristol City basically show the, uh, show the last bunch of, uh, players how it's actually done because that it was it was an almost incredible it was an almost unrecognizable team wasn't it in the uh, in the FA Cup game and uh, let's just hope that the uh, the that the first team can actually put out a decent performance for basing it off Bristol then we should we should beat Nottingham Forest easily yeah i think um teams which have had a bad run of form seem to be quite dangerous against the Villa. Sheffield United were falling off the face of the earth until they come to Villa and, you know, grab that 2-2. Um, Melbourne weren't doing too good. Like, you know, they got the draw as well. Nottingham Forest have the talent though, don't they? They've got more talent than Sheffield United and Millwall probably combined, um, I'd say. Um, I wouldn't want to lose this match because it is... It's just one of those fixtures that you'll you'll be three points off automatic promotion or three points off the playoffs, and you look you'll look back at the fixture list and went, yeah, we could have we could have won this match. This was, this was something where Villa can win. They can get a positive result. They can go and nick a two one win here. You know, it's not against the realms of possibility that Villa win this match against Nottingham Forest. But that being said, Nottingham Forest bad form, big cup win against Arsenal. Um, Arsenal didn't do themselves any favors at all. That's not uh, you know this isn't a usual Arsenal team. It was. A bunch of second stringers, players out of position. Matthew Debeche, uh as centre back, uh, he's played two games in for three or four years, mate. Um, so Arsenal did really throw in the towel there against Forest. Forest took advantage of that full plot. It does not take nothing away from Nottingham Forest at all. Um, but they got the win, they get the momentum, they come to the match. It was kind of Arsenal threw in the towel to them, but they get the, at the end of the day, they're the headline, they're, they've got the win, they come to. Um, they come to play us on Saturday where we go to Nottingham to play them. 
with a full stream of momentum, it's going to be on Sky. You know, there's going to be discussions about how well I've done, discussions about our past. Um, every time we play Forest, I think it's on TV. So uh, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be it's going to be tricky. Mm. I feel. I think so, but I, th- I do think we we should put in put out um, the same, if not a very similar team to the one that we did against uh, against Bristol. Now I've got two pers. I think personally, there's two decisions that I think are going to be difficult to make. Um, and I think that surrounds the fullback situation. And I think it also surrounds John Terry. Uh, after giving him the full 90 minutes against, uh, sorry, against Peterborough United, he didn't play too well. Um, Tommy Alphick, on the other hand, has put in two very, very good performances. Now, that's going to be a question coming into that game. And the other one is Alan Hutton playing like Roberto Carlos as of late at left back. Do we keep him in the team hoping that he continues it? Or is it just a case of we've been playing so well, so Alan Hutton's kind of not had an awful lot to do? Uh, And I think, you know, going into Nottingham Forest, I think Steve Bruce is going to have a little bit of a, uh, is going to have a little bit of a headache. In terms of his team selection, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one because, admittedly, you'd want to start John Terry. Um, I'd worry about his fitness levels. Not nothing to do with his playing ability or the player he can be for us because we've seen him, you know, absolutely save games for us. Um, it's more so just about the fact that I don't want him getting damaged at all, and because he'd be critical yeah. in the final third of the season. And I think pushing him to start four ninety minutes against Nottingham Forest might be a bit too much. Put him on the sub bench, bring him on seventy five minutes onwards. Um, if we need a third centre back, or if uh, you know Alfic goes down with an injury, I'd be happy to see Alfic and Chester start. I think Alfic's been a revelation since he comes back, full professional, full plaudits. He's in the right team to do it as well with John Terry there. You know, probably off the pitch, a bit of worry about him on the pitch um, as professional player as you'll see for any football club that he turns out for. Um, Tommy Alphick certainly in the same mould. And uh, uh, full full credit to him for the way he's played for Aston Villa lately. He had a clangor last year, man. He, he was quite shocking at times. Um, but he's really brought it back. He's really found his feet. And I think, well done to him. Um, Chris Samba was picked over him. Nathan Baker's been picked over him. John Terry, of course, has been picked over him. He, you know, Miller Yedinak has been picked over him. And uh, he's still been there. And uh, yeah, after a bit of a poor performance from him in his first match back, um, he turned it on against Borough, and uh, this was a big part, big reason why he won. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, if you, if you look at his statistics online as well, he's he has been doing very well. You know, aerially he's been incredible, um, and I, I think as well he just doesn't seem to he does he has he doesn't seem to have uh, you know put much of a foot wrong in those last few games. And I think I would absolutely be tempted to start him with Chester. Um, I think you're right there. Uh, the other thing is. Are we going to get goals? Because I'm looking at the stats as well this season. And every single one of our strikers, right? I'm looking at it. Kajir, one goal, I believe. Uh, Keenan Davis, two goals this season. Uh, and, you know, like Bon Lahore, one goal as well. <laughs> Obviously, none for Russian Hepburn Murphy. Scott Hogan finally scoring last week. Does that now make him our, our main striker? And do we have to persist with him? Personally, I think, yes, we've got to start Hogan up front again on his own. And I think I'd, I'd love to see him get on a good scoring uh, form now. This is absolutely a game where Villa lump it up the pitch, though, isn't it? This is not a game where they play it on the floor like they did against the, you know, the last half of the Bristol match. This is a game where they're going to kick it high. They should do. Uh, I know, but it's, it's, it's an away game. They're going to be playing with their backs to the wall against a team with the momentum. I'd want Villa to take the game to them. I don't think they will. I don't Fine. think they do. 
Yeah, but if, if we don't take the game to them, we're not going to win. That's what we do. And that's not me saying negative. I think uh, Villa do disappear sometimes. I think this would be a massive win for Villa if they do. You know, that Bristol win was huge, but I think this is a, just as big of a win. If you can carry three wins in a, in a row into the new year, that's brilliant. Um, but I, I, there's something in me that just say that this is going to be this is going to be a stodgy one. I know this is a term we use quite a lot. Um, we said that against Borough and Mid- uh, Borough and Villa, didn't we? That it was going to be a stodgy one. I feel this goes the same way. I, I feel Villa. If, if Scott Hogan comes back, well, you know, fully fit, he, he did a roll his ankle and he was rested as a precaution against Peterborough. I think if he does come back and we do play, you know, we don't play the way he wants. I think it's, it's just going to be shut off completely. No, we'd better play to his strength. We'd better because, unfortunately, you know we're not going to see the best of Grealish otherwise. Um, and the the reason why we didn't, we're not doing as well as we have as well as we should be doing this season is because we've literally just limited ourselves. We've got all the strength, got all this power, got all this creativity, and we've just held it back. And there's no need for that. No, you know this this is a team which which should be steamrolling other sides. Make no doubt about it. Robert Snodgrass is a Premier League standard winger when he when he decides to be. You know, his last run of form in the Premier League before he moved over to West Ham was one of the best like parts of his of his career, wasn't it? And he, he was doing incredibly over there. Same with I mean Albert Doma, he's he's done it every time he's been in the championship. He's 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 absolutely you know, just taking the absolute Mickey out of the championship. He's doing it again this season, scoring eleven goals already. Uh, and I, I just think that with the talent that we've got in this team, we we we, we can't there's there's no excuse for us not to go out there and, and, and play like that. Um, I would much rather Steve Bruce gets us to perform like we did against Bristol. And I would hope that Steve Bruce rather uh, would play like we did against Bristol. And that might just mean that Steve Bruce's role as manager might just mean motivating the players a little bit more because they cannot put out another performance like they did against Peterborough. More like Bristol, please, I feel. Um, any predictions, mate? Um... If if we'd have beaten Peterborough, I'd have gone like you know yeah was, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and beat Forest comfortably. But after the Arsenal game, I just struggle. I struggle to see us getting a good result. I'm going to go one one. Oh, that's exactly the result I was going to go for, mate. I want it to be like a three one or a two one, but I think it is going to be one where where Villa take a lead and they're pegged back, and it's just a, a back and forth game. I think it will be one one, and I think um, the goal will come from Scott Hogan. If we play to his strengths, uh, if we play to his strengths, we should yeah, win. Hopefully. We will, you know, we will win if we play to his strengths because he, he makes smart. There's only a few players in Villa's team capable of making intelligent runs um, on the forward. One of them is Berkey Bjarnason. He'll come on to him in a minute, actually, mate. Um, but on the other, Scott Hogan. Like, these two players are always looking to make not just runs, but intelligent driving runs that split the defence. Um, not many players capable of doing I that. I don't know. Oh yeah, but he's he's a man onto his own. He's on a, he's a man onto his own, really. Um, it's more so that he does it because it's mm. fun rather than it being the right thing to do. I think uh, Doma is more the path of total utter bliss and enjoyment, especially in the way he celebrates after a goal. But yeah, if we play to, play to do you know who else can do it? Um, do, do you know do you know who else can do it? Go ahead, right? Who, who, who like? Do you know what? Right when he decides he wants to, Gabia Gondor. Yes. In all fairness. No, I completely agree. And, like, <laughs> and you know, that that's why I might just want to see him kind of get back into it a bit this season because we might need him, if I'm totally honest. Um, just looking at it and thinking that Scott Hogan's the only experienced striker we've got around. Like, I know we were talking about Bjarnason, um, but I think Bruce's next mission in terms of re 
um, you know, repackaging a player and bringing him back into the team it has to be Gabby. So, yeah, like at least as a substitute, we need we do need someone to take the pressure off uh, Scott Hogan. And you know, Keenan Davis back in back in the uh, the first team now after that uh, goal against Peterborough. So I suppose he'll be thereabouts. But we do need someone, you know, a third person hanging around, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, Gabby's got to be that guy. It's not it's not Hepburn Murphy, unfortunately, um, and it's not O'Hare just yet. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens to Hepburn Murphy and uh, O'Hare in the future, definitely, mate. Um, going on to be honest, and a bit more transfer stuff now. Um, we've previewed. The Forest game, we looked over Peterborough. Um, we are in January, so that means the transfer windows open. Um, Villa are looking to sell, from what I've seen, I've seen a, a bunch of reports going around. They are looking to sell either one or both of uh, Berkey Bjarnason and Henry Lansbury to fund a loan to buy move for Lewis Graben, who's just returned to Bournemouth after uh, his uh, loan to Sunderland's cut short. They're definitely looking to sell this month, and uh, he's a player on a lot of money as well. Yeah. Um... That's fine. I mean, I, I get that, uh, but Graben, I don't know if he's going to do that well for us. I'm not sure how well he did in his last uh, in his last loan move. Um, now he's he's a good striker. He is proven to be scoring the championship. He's also one that not many people talk about because he seems to have switched off over the last couple of years. Absolutely loved his time at Norwich City. Uh, obviously, he's been at Sunderland, which just is not the place that you want to go to. Um, as, as any player, in all fairness. So it's, it's very difficult to kind of rate how well he did over there. Uh, and he's, he's pacey as well, but he is getting on a little bit now as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure he's still got that same sort of, um, he's got that same sort of pace as he used to. Uh, 12 goals in 19 appearances, by the looks of it, for Sunderland, which is, which is good. But I, I get that we want another striker. I do get that. That's fine. Kajia's out. Uh, you know, bringing in a striker on loan might, might do a good job of, you know, giving giving Hogan somebody else to um to to play with, uh, but at the same time, I don't see why we'd want to let go of two midfielders when we're already stretched in that position. It's uh it's a worry for me because it seems that whenever Villa has some kind of problem or hit a bad spell, they seem to just buy a striker, um, regardless of what you think. <laughs> Darren Ben. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't um regardless of you know how they perform, we didn't need both Jonathan Codger and Scott Hogan. At all, you know, um, I, I was against the Hogan transfer until a few weeks ago, um, but now it's the Codger one that I'm worried about because we have spent a lot of money on a player who has been out for a, you know, he's had one great year for Villa, but nothing came of that year for us as a team. Um, this year's a bit more work. He's out, he's gone. You know, he may as well not exist, and uh, we've blew a lot of money that we could seriously use the same could have went for Scott Hogan as well but at least he's there and he's around you know it's no fault to him that they're injured but um, we've become a real victim of our own actions haven't we yeah but that's why that's why you have other options it happens right it does happen you know it's sad and it's a shame that you know and it feels unlucky because you know obviously Villa are always unlucky this is why we also have Ross McCormack and Scott Hogan but guess what Steve Bruce Right. One of the reasons why people have been criticising his management is because he loves freezing out a player, doesn't he? He loves doing it. Ross McCormack, Scott Hogan for a long time as well. Um, and basically, we're left here where he's only he's only feeling like playing one of them at a time, isn't he? When in all in all honesty, we've we've got a good collection of championship strikers. Yeah, I think it's turned into a bit of luck that we've actually signed them both, to be fair. Um, no one could have really predicted Codger's uh, 
injury after that injury last year. Um, but having Hogan around doesn't hurt at all. And the problem is the, the vast amounts of money that was spent essentially on Scott Hogan, who he is a backup striker. That's the pro- that's Villa's problem is that they use him as a backup striker when you know Davis is in form and when Codge is around, and that's a huge problem for me. That you know he spent this much amount of play on a rotation option, amount of money on a rotation option. Sorry. Yeah, but that, that's it, though, isn't it? I mean, we, we were always going to get charged more than anybody for uh, whoever we signed. But like every championship club has has a couple of decent strikers on him. You know, even Ipswich, for example, have a good strike force. Um, you know, every every team has has a couple of options. Leeds United as well have a couple of players who you know have been playing in the first divisions in their own countries. Uh, it's it, it's it, unfortunately. Um, you can never predict what happens to your first choice. So you you do need to have two very good options out there. And right now we're struggling because we know Kajir is going to be out until the end of the season. And unfortunately, no offense to Keenan Davis, but if we're going to make a push for this promotion thing, we, we, we can't, you know, leave it in his hands. If Scott Hogan, you know, ever, ever gets injured. So Lewis Graben, mate, um, going back to the point, buying mm. him seems a bit weird or loaning him to buy, it, it doesn't sound like, it just sounds like a problem move for me, especially when you got Hepburn Murphy, Keenan Davis, Callum O'Hare, Gabby Bonhoeffer. you know, you, it's not like Villa are weak up front. I think they do need a striker, but what, I, what they don't need is another striker that's going to cost them a bunch of money in wages. No, especially when we need to be focusing on bringing in another midfield option. You know, right now, Hurahan's running the game from over there. Um, they they, they want to sell Lansbury, that's fine, but bring in another midfielder, that's the way I see it. Uh, the other thing is, I think maybe the fact that uh, I, do, I, I, I would prefer to have somebody other than Onoma as well. I think if we're going to get rid of both Bionis and Onoma, we do need another creative player in there, but somebody who's proven, somebody who does do well at this level. So I do understand the links to Nick Powell, but um, even with him, I don't think he's really proven himself in the championship, in all fairness. Done okay at Wigan, done well at Wigan, in all fairness, but. Um. Yeah, might 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 be a good option for us. I think he's 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 the player that I think we need more than 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 grabbing. Selling Lansbury and Bjarnason to fund that move um, worries me in the slightest because they're both players we bought twelve months ago, and we're looking to ship them out already. That doesn't sit well with me. That seems to me as a bit of a failure in transfer policy. Yeah, and Brute hasn't really given him a chance, has he? I know I know Bjarnason played against. Uh, Played against Peterborough, put in a woeful performance himself, but he wasn't the only one. Uh, if we're going to go off that logic, you've got to sell everybody else who played in that team. Um, he did play well against Bristol City. I'd like to see him given more of a run out there. Uh, but also, I guess it's not Steve Bruce's fault that Adoma and Snodgrass have been so good this season. You know, I like I, I, I understand why Bjornsson has not been given a chance, but this is why you've got to bring these kinds of players on as substitutes and, and give them a go. And this is also why you've got to try and take games uh you know take games under your own control so you can let these players come out and play because unfortunately when we're always you know trying to defend a 1-0 lead or getting hammered whilst we're drawing 1-1 with another side we can't bring on players like Bjarnison and we can't experiment unfortunately and I think that's uh, you know that thing that's been a big issue this season um but yeah I don't understand what Steve Bruce's logic is for for getting rid of these guys like who who are you going to bring in as a, as, as a backup in the championship that's going to be any better than these guys. That's what I don't understand. Like, who who is better than Bjarnason? Who is better than Henry Lansbury that's going to be happy to sit on the bench and play as a you know second string player? That's what I don't get. I think Bruce assumes it'll be Nick Powell of Wigan who's uh, you know banging in the goals. 
That's a, a bit of a problem for me because he seems to be the exact same player as Lansbury and as Bjarnason. Um, I think spend, you know, if you're going to sell these two players, spend the money on stuff we need. We might need a goalkeeper if uh, we don't get promoted. Um, I think Jed Steer is is fine. I think he's progressed. Uh, he has progressed well. He's 25 now. Um, he has progressed well in the Villa shirt. We've seen him perform well in the cup under fire against Colchester and especially against Peter Ray yesterday. Um, but I think there's a, there's quite a few problem positions with Villa um, at the moment. I think they need to maybe be a bit more conservative with their money, um, stop looking for quick fixes. Um, don't recruit in the areas where you're strong, I feel. Um, that attacking midfield for me is strong enough as it is. You know, Don't touch it. Uh, Grealish, O'Hare, mm. Lansbury, Onoma. You've got enough people there that can do a job. You know, on a, on a when he feels like it, but you've got enough people there. To, you know, you've got bodies there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think we've got an awful lot to do in January. If I'm if I'm being totally honest with you, uh, I think maybe recruit another left back. I suppose that's one thing. Um, and I think other than that, loan in a striker. Like I don't see. I don't. I, there's nothing. There's not much there that I think that we need to sort out. If I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah, no. Well, any final thoughts, mate? I think uh, transfer window stuff will heat up as January goes on. We're quite—it's early doors yet, um, so we'll see what happens in January. But um, yeah, the, the rumours are there basically. But yeah, any final thoughts on uh, any issues today, pal? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say I think uh, in terms of the lo- uh, in terms of the, the the players that we've been linked with and have been linked out as well. I think one one lad that we're forgetting about is Issa Suleiman. Looks like he's going to be off on loan to uh, off on loan to Oldham, um, and I think. That'll be a tremendous move for him because we're talking about centre backs and how we haven't got a lot of uh, a lot of them coming through uh, from from our youth academy. And I think Issa Suleiman has the potential to be better than Kieran Clark. Uh, very very good on the ball, um, and I think it would be really nice to see how he does on loan uh, at Oldham. So that's uh, that's that's one thing out there. And other than that, I haven't seen an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of rumours. So I think um, to finish things up, I just want to say that I am very disappointed about Peterborough. I think that it's really unfair that we've had to see ourselves get dumped out of the cup, you know, year in, year out, and say what you like. I can understand the whole idea of concentrating on the league, but come FA Cup day, you know, in a few weeks' time, we're going to feel left out. You know, we're going to we're going to see all these tremendous stories uh, coming out and we're, we're going to see all this jubilism um, and we're going to feel left out yet again. And... Uh, it just comes back to the old adage. I adage that we, we it would would really like to see our players for once. Yeah, I know. I know this is a good bunch of players. I know these are some these are some players who have been putting in the effort this season. I would really like to see them put in a good shift and try their best to get us promoted now, uh, because uh, it's been too many years where we've seen half-assed performances, and we, we've got to step it up again. So. Let's put in a performance like we did against Bristol City. Let's see that happen against Nottingham Forest. And I just really want us to uh, want us to get on a good run for the rest of the season. Um, and I think anything below the playoff places is, is is unacceptable, really. So regardless of who comes in or out, we need to push for it because the players have shown that they're capable. Well, certainly, mate. I think we need to get a good run going. I think uh, we've had a bit of a, a bump, haven't we? Um, with the last match, but we can only see what happens next Sunday. I feel, um, as usual, that's Dan- Danny Raza over there. You can catch him at DH Raza on Twitter, at me, 
Jamo Rushton. Always happy to hear your thoughts and feelings. Um, you can review us on iTunes. That'd be a great help, actually, if you could uh, get back and you know give us your thoughts about the show or anything else. You know, we're happy to hear it, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Keep on uh, keep on tweeting us. I know we might have said a couple of things which are controversial today, or I know I have anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's uh, you know, let's let you know. I'd, I'd love to see you tell us what you thought of the podcast today, and uh, tell us. Uh, you know what 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 you'd uh, like to hear from us next week as well of course because uh, we have got nottingham forest coming up so uh, yeah keep in touch with us we do enjoy it yes certainly so uh, same time same place next week we'll catch you sunday guys thanks for listening goodbye <laughs>